autopilot, our disease to please, our fear, our lack of boundaries, whatever it is that gets us into this mess of overwhelm, it is literally blocking the connection, the frequency, the energy of creativity from finding you. This is a Soulfire production. You are listening to episode 158 of Yes And. This episode is brought to you by our studio sponsor, Advocare, a community that provides world-class products, education, and inspiration designed to help you look better, feel better, and perform better. Now listen, it's a new year. This is the perfect time to up your supplement game and invest in your health this year. So check them out, but don't pay full price. Use my code FEELBETTER15, that's FEELBETTER15, to get discounts and support this podcast when you do. And oh, by the way, if you want to try Advocare before you buy Advocare, did you know that you could simply leave a five-star review of this podcast, screenshot it, and email it to me at hello at judyholler.com, and we'll send you some of my favorite products. All right, y'all, welcome back to the show. And I got to tell you, um, this was like the first time in five years, like since I've really been, de- I mean, and I mean really decorating for Christmas, not just like a few things here or there, like, yo, I get into it. I don't know. I, I probably have a dozen. No, that's a lie. Let me be, let me be transparent. I probably have 20 clear totes. <laughs> And three Christmas trees. I had four. I gave one to one of my stepsons when he moved to Ohio. Um, yo, I have three Christmas trees, 20 bins of Christmas stuff. I get into it, right? So since I've been really decorating for the holidays and for Christmas and stuff, um, I mean, I got I get into it. And I gotta tell you, okay, today is what the 18th of of January. Yo, all my shit is down. I think it was down by January 8th. And guys, I am normally the person who keeps my Christmas stuff up until like March 1st, mainly because it's a lot of work and a lot of stuff. And I have to muster up the energy to take it all down. Uh, no shame in my game, but I would keep it up till literally March 1st. Now, to my credit, I also lived in Ohio. I now live in Arizona, but in Ohio, it snows till like May. Okay, maybe I'm being dramatic, Um, but it was super cozy for a really long time. You get a lot of snow, even through the spring, and keeping the Christmas stuff up um, just made me feel happy, especially when it was really dark and dreary, which is what Ohio is most months. So anyway, I would just take down like all my Santas and all the red stuff and leave up the lights and the trees and the whites and the wintry stuff. But this year I was like a bye, like literally waving hand emoji. Um, I couldn't get it out of here fast enough. Now, maybe it's because I do live in the desert now. And when Christmas is over, it's like over because it's 70 and sunny most days out here. Um, And I also just did like this full house edit and I'm putting in a new office and we're finishing up our pool. And so it just felt good to just be like, okay, hold up. Let me just take it all down and put everything away. And I don't know, maybe I'll start earlier next year. Maybe I'll officially be that person who starts decorating November 1st so it feels like it lasts a little longer because normally I'm the day after Thanksgiving person with like mimosas, Christmas music blasting, getting the party started, Christmas all day long, um, and really getting decorated. But now I feel like that's too late because after Christmas, I'm kind of over it. I'm kind of ready and I want to get back to the desert vibes. So I guess I'm bringing this up because number one, happy new year. Um, number two, here we go. Right. And listen, when things change, be it yourself or your location, your processes, 
will change. When you change, life will change. Relationships will change. The way you work will change. Who you need to be working with will change. What you read will change. What you watch will change. What you listen to will change. And as we settle into a new year, guys, this is good, okay? Change is good. Edits are great. Iteration is important. It's when we fear this. It's when we fear change. It's when we resist challenges that we actually end up blocking our blessings. And one of the first things to go when we do that is our ability to tap into ourselves, into our gut, into what we really want and who we really are at our core, in our bones. Listen, I believe that each one of us has this sort of river running through us, right? And it's it's running all the time like rivers do. And, and floating on top of that river are all kinds of ideas and opportunities and energy and creative sparks and ideas and people that are trying to make their way to you. And if you aren't awake, if you aren't listening, if you aren't trying to receive those things, if you are too deep in doubt that you miss what's rolling down the river, babe, it's going to keep rolling down the river until it finds someone else who is brave enough to grab it. So today I want to talk to you about the river, but most specifically the creative spark. And the questions I want to discuss today are the questions of, okay, how can we reset if we feel like we've lost our creative spark? If it's the beginning of the year and we're kind of feeling like, I'm just not here for it. I'm not into it. And I am tapped out. You know, how can we find our creative spark if we're not sure where to start? And how can we make sure that the river of creativity keeps rolling our way? So this entire podcast episode was sparked by a DM I got on Instagram. So guys, thank you for sending me messages, DMs, asking me questions, talking to me about what you want to hear on the show, because guys, I read them all and I listen. Um, So this listener specifically asked this question. She goes, how do you reset creatively. She went on to tell me, she goes, listen, I am having trouble finding that spark when I am drowning in reaction and responsibility. I pride myself on fresh ideas and perspectives, especially to make things fun and new, but I have a major block right now and it's hard getting out of this funk. It's hard getting out of this funk. Who can relate to that? Who can relate to that me? My hand is raised. Um, I actually just got myself out of a pretty big funk. Um, So before I go there and share what I've done to do that and what you can do to do that, we first have to address the red flag in her question. Because if we don't address that you will continue to block your blessings and find it really hard to reset creatively. And the red flag is this line. I am drowning in reaction and responsibilities. (laughs) I felt that line at a soul level. I wonder if I'm not alone in that. Maybe you do too, because up until a few weeks ago, I felt the exact same way. So what I'm going to share today is exactly what I've done and what I do uh, to get me out of that feeling. And it begins with this deep understanding. First, we have to understand that overwhelm is a choice. And most of the time, it's an 
overwhelming abundance of everything you once wished for. So there has to be a reframing, right? So when I hear things like this, um, I'm overwhelmed, quote, I'm overwhelmed, right? Coming out of my own mouth or anyone else's, I know the first thing that needs to happen is a boundary reset because how, and this is big, how will you attract or receive anything you want when you are literally blocking your blessings by remaining on autopilot? One of the fundamental components of abundance, creativity, and generating wealth is the art form. (laughs) Yes, it is something you can perfect this art of being able to receive. I want you to think of your creativity as an entity, okay? And it's calling you on the phone, okay? It's trying to call you and it's calling and it's calling and it's calling, but you're not picking up, right? And it can't even reach you because you are blocking the connection with a wall by being unavailable to answer the call, to pick up the phone, right? Our autopilot, our disease to please, our fear, our lack of boundaries, whatever it is that gets us into this mess of overwhelm. And my hand is raised here, okay? I teach it because I know it. I can speak it because I know it. I speak it because I am it. It is literally blocking the connection, the frequency, the energy of creativity from finding you. Okay, so what's the fix? How do you receive what you need? Well need to create some space so that you can receive what you need, so that the phone call can get answered, so that the river can flow into you and not by you. And listen, there is a lot of power in this driver masculine energy. I get it. I'm a CEO. I run a business. This energy of tasks and to-dos and spreadsheets and emails and goals and planners and lists and all of this is important. But if you aren't feeling creatively inspired, it is because you are blocking it. And the way out is to open up the channels by receiving, by being open to this concept of receiving so that things can find you. So what does this look like tactically? Well, starter, it looks like delegation. It looks like asking for help. It looks like getting more support, right? It looks like setting boundaries with technology, email, meetings, people, favors. You know, we do all these favors and then we end up last on our own list, right? It looks like you asking, literally asking for what you need and then receiving the help when you get it. It looks like taking a day off. It looks like letting yourself go on vacation. It looks like scheduling time in your calendar to think and play and be literally scheduling time to do that. It looks like taking a compliment. Like how can you receive your next creative download or a million dollars, right? If you can't receive a compliment, right? It looks like letting someone put your bag in the overhead bin and say, yes, thank you. When they ask to help you, right? It looks like receiving the extra bag of fries in your bag when you get one instead of blocking that blessing, right? It looks like picking the quarter up off the ground instead of walking by it, noticing the energy of currency that has just sort of found its way in your path. Like you've just received something special. You've received something, right? We get so busy that we stop receiving. So one of the cornerstones of creativity and abundance, and we're going to do a whole episode on abundance codes coming up soon, but the the cornerstone really of Channeling what you want, creating what you want, 
whether it's more money or more creativity, is through calling in the feminine energy, the more feminine energy of this ability to receive. So number one, overwhelm is a choice. And number two, get better at receiving. Number three, you got to do cool shit. Let me explain. So I was recently on a podcast interview um, and the interviewer asked me what tips I would give someone on how to write a good speech, a good keynote, or how to write a a good book or or whatever, right? And when I get asked these questions, I'm always like, oh my gosh, you know, I, I receive them and I'm always so humbled by them because, you know, I am by no means an expert, but I do know what works for me. And my answer is and always will be the same thing. If you want to have an interesting book, if you want to have an interesting keynote, if you want to have an interesting podcast, if you want to have an interesting anything you go do in life, go be interested. Go live an interesting life. Key word there, life. Go live a creative interesting life, right? If you want more creative sparks, more breakthroughs, more opportunities, more doors flying open that you never saw coming, well, go out and be in your life. What you do, where you travel, who you meet, the stories you hear, the questions you ask, the books you read, the podcasts you listen to, hi, the conferences you attend, the courses you take, the communities you join, all of it, all of it, it inspires greatness and it sparks creativity every single time. So number three, go out and do cool shit. Schedule it and seek it out. Number four, read, 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 read. Uh, I stopped reading. It was a bad habit I picked up on the other side of the pandemic, but I'm back in the game, baby, and I've never felt more lit up or charged up. I'm actually rereading some of my old school books, books I read two, three, five, six years ago. It's so much fun pulling out the things I've highlighted, getting re-inspired, thinking about things in a different way. And listen, I microdose it. I microdosed my way back into reading like I microdose everything. So I make it a goal to break it down into a small chunk. I read uh, 30 to 50 pages every morning of a business, personal development, or leadership book. And then I do the same thing in the evenings with my fiction to get my mind out of the day and into rest. And guys, I typically read about 50 pages. I'm fast now, but I read about 50 pages in 30 minutes. So think about that. In five days, I've read a 250-page book, which is the length of most books. And if I'm doing that morning and night, I'm reading two books a week. Yeah, you're going to get inspired. You're going to change your life. You're going to change your business when you're reading two books a week. And I'm telling you, it's one of my secret weapons. Uh, next, you know, this is five. You, you got to protect time on your calendar. Uh, the, one of my secret weapons as well as reading has always been goal-focused planning. And listen, I'll link up in my show notes to the goal-focused planner I created. It's called the Possibility Planner. We have a, um, a print copy, but we also have a completely free digital version if you'd like to check it out. Um, that'll all be in the show notes. But one of the most powerful parts of this process is making sure we're asking ourselves, okay, where am I? where am I in my day? Where am I in my day? Where am I in my week? Where are my goals? Where are my priorities? Where is my play? Where is my fun, right? Um, Because when we don't ask the question, we wake up one day at 70 wondering where the fuck our lives went, right? And today is the youngest you'll ever be. So let's stop missing out on our lives. So these days I'm protecting two days a week on my calendar, two sacred days a week to go and do tip number three, which is to go do cool shit. All right, tip number six, uh, build a museum. Let me explain. Could you reset your Instagram? 
especially if you hang there a lot, like I do. I love Instagram, okay? Um, Personally, I find Instagram to be a really beautiful, creative place for me because I've made it that way. All sunshine, no shit. And if it sneaks in, if shit sneaks in or something I don't like sneaks in or something that makes me feel icky about myself, I block it. I, I block and bless, baby. I block and bless, right? Um, and and maybe the person or the thing I need to block is actually someone I, I like, but it is calling something up in me that I don't like. So I will mute. There is a mute function where you can just mute them and you haven't unfollowed, but you don't see their stuff, right? So anyway, listen, let me explain this. So I follow graffiti artists and singers and tap dancers and jazz musicians and clothing designers and all kinds of stuff. It's all a museum to me. So I want you to steal this idea and become the curator of your own Instagram museum. Think of your Instagram feed as a museum full of art. And you are the curator of that art that you get to see. So again, unfollow, mute, block and bless accounts that no longer inspire you and go find things that do. And then hit that little notification button. So they show up in your feed instead of like crossing your fingers that the algo brings it to you. All right. Last tip seven. If I counted right, I think this is tip seven. Change your environment. If you're feeling stuck in your usual routine, try changing up your surroundings. Go to a coffee shop or a park instead of your usual workspace. Surround yourself with new sights and sounds. It can all help stimulate your creativity. I mean, think about one more kids. This is why we have recess, right? We got to get out of the classroom and into play and into our life. Like, can you give yourself more of a recess? Like, I'll go to a hotel. There's a great hotel down the street from my house. I'll go work there from time to time. I'll find a great coffee shop in a new neighborhood. I'll book staycations. I will take a different drive to the grocery store in my neighborhood. I'll find a new hike. Um, I'll wear things I'm not used to wearing or things that make me feel a little outside of my comfort zone. I mean, all of these choices can be transformational from a mindset perspective. And I find that sometimes even making the simplest little choice, like what I wear, I eat a sequin jacket. Remember, it's a strategy could walk up to me a new opportunity, a new story, a new conversation, a creative spark that I would have never seen coming simply because I chose to do things different or go somewhere different or wear something different. Listen, when you do things the same way you've always done them, you're going to get the same things done the same way you've always done them. If you want different outputs, you need different inputs. If you want more creative outputs, you need more creative inputs, right? What comes out of you is a result of what's coming in. And if all that's coming in is work and meetings and email and endless scrolling and the same errands and the same conversations and the same people and the same menu every week, like, of course you're going to feel creatively uninspired. So go shake it up. Take the snow globe and shake it. Shake it, right? Remember, it is completely normal to hit creative roadblocks every now and then. I think the problem in life is that we think there shouldn't be any problems, right? So if you're having this problem of feeling creatively uninspired, cool. You've just been given a gift. What are you going to do with it? And guys, remember, I just went through this. So I had to move all the stuff, all the people, all the choices, all the commitments that were getting in my way, out of my way. I had to take my snow globe that is my life and shake it the fuck up. And that can be hard. And that takes guts. But the river, the river is rolling. 
And what is meant for you is floating down that river. And if you don't catch it, if you don't grab it, it's going to miss you and it's going to go find someone else. I hope some of these ideas get you out of any creative rut you find yourself in. And maybe these ideas will spark something inside of you, right? So pick your favorite and give it a try. Make it your fear experiment this week, right? Um, You don't need to do all the things. Microdose this. Pick one and start because small daily actions lead to big results, baby. So trust yourself and keep going. You got this. Thanks for being here. I'm going to be back with you next week. So um, I can't wait for that. Shoot me a DM on Instagram. Let me know what you thought of this episode. I love hearing from you, so please don't be shy. Okay, until we meet again next week, ciao for now. 